Yo, 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 welcome to Crate 808. And today we have a very special guest on board. It's the guy who's up before the sun can rise. Some people wonder why. Biggest guy here still hustle like he undersized. Head above the water, he will not be undermined. The man is more than living off the ticket sales, whilst you for the gram, he's weighing this shit on different scales and they ain't gonna pull his card neither. Other spit shit, he hocks ether. He's out here sowing seeds, blowing trees, writing all this poetry every freaking night peep the jodeci and he says i know you see the goat in me yes it's the man who will cross the pond and stay jay walking on an autobahn mick jenkins is in the house michaelis cage how are you doing my man how are you i'm good however i was before that intro i'm a lot better now that's crazy <laughs> like that that's probably one of the best intros i've ever had that's that's dope that's oh. dope. i'm good how you doing Bro, it's so nice to have you on. Uh, been a fan for a, a long time. And uh, just to see you drop all this kind of just amazing tales, everything you've been doing in your work has really resonated over here with me. So, um, yeah, man, just to get you on, you got some new music out, which has just been excellent. Before we jump into that, every guest who comes on the show, I do ask them the same question. Mick, what's the least hip hop thing you've done in the last 24 hours? The least hip hop thing I've done, mm -hmm. probably watching Gilmore Girls with my wife. That's pretty least hip hop. That's yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I can't, I'm trying to think of other rappers who would just be like, "Yeah, I'm going to put on some Gilmore Girls. Why not?" And it's, <laughs> do you know what? I, I don't know. And also, I I have never watched it, so I can't judge, man. I can't judge. That sounds no. Nah, it's, it's not. It's definitely. If it's one thing, it's not. It's not hip hop. <laughs> it's not hip hop but yeah okay so we got Gilmore Girls <laughs> I didn't think we start this conversation off like that but here we are hey all these niggas ever really talk about his money I think all these niggas got to talk about his money his man's locked up he can't bond him out it's funny god forbid they chalk him out and find out it's no money it's a stack of ones just like them and they hide behind the 20. Come outside, ain't nobody finna jump you. Gave us conclusions we didn't even have to jump to. I know that cut your stock, but somebody else punked you. Manufactured beef, you can't get this from no butcher shop. I want to go into the new work and certain works that have, you know, mean a lot to me. Obviously, where you are right now. But I thought, yeah. look, I've never actually had you on the show and got to really talk to you. So I wanted to take it back. I just wanted to take it back for you. I think the first thing is your your music is influenced heavily from a lot of different things, but you know hip-hop, right? Why did you find hip-hop as the avenue for you as a kid that you maybe had something there that you couldn't find anywhere else? What would you say that was? Why that was? I wouldn't I wouldn't say it like that. I think okay. I, I definitely felt I had a lot of different avenues of expression. You know, I was doing drama um, when I found my first, when I wrote my first poem. Um, mm. You know, um, I was a creative writer. I felt like I was pretty athletic. Um, I know now that I probably would have never made the NBA, even though I love <laughs> basketball. But uh, <laughs> dreams, but, bro. Um, we gotta have dreams. Yeah, I could. I could draw. I'm, I'm still pretty, pretty adept at drawing. Um, uh, just really, I'm really creative in a lot of different ways. I wanted to be a fashion designer before I went to school. I was in a law program and ended up doing a bunch of mock trials. And that was a career path. I interned at a federal building in a law office, mm. uh, in a judge's chambers. Um, I've done a, quite a few different things. I had a pretty decent marketing career while I was rapping when I first started rapping. <laughs> um, 
I think what actually happened was I went to jail for like a month mm. for some for some weed shit in Alabama. And that was when I had this job, this marketing job. This is right around the time when um, this is shortly after Trees and Truths came out. Mm -hmm. I'm working decent marketing job. I'm like moving up. I was at intern and I got hired. Then I got a raise. Then I got then I asked them, could I get put on salary? And they gave me like a task to do. Right. Mm. Uh, a campaign that I needed to run. Um, man, I went down to Alabama for a weekend. and I fucking, <laughs> I fucking got locked up uh, and for some weed shit and didn't fight it. So I ended up staying for a month. Did not expect that, but ended up having to do that. Lost that job, got out. And I was like, I mean, I, I felt at that point when I got out, I was like, well, I know I can go back and do some corporate shit. Like, you know, that job wasn't the end all be all for me, even though it was going very well. Mm. Like, but since I know that, why don't I just take a chance on this rap shit and see how far I can take it? I believe I could take it very far. Why don't I just try that? If it doesn't work out, then I'll just go back to, to marketing. You feel me? Copyright, whatever. Yeah. whatever. And, um, it would be two and a half years before I really started making money from that point. The waters, that was, the waters would be the first thing I would put out. Paper twister, I've been organic, no breaking switches. It's breaking habits, I pray for balance, I'm tasting scriptures. Inhaling vapors and painting pictures, so pristine. Right on your ceiling, the feeling is kind of sustained. For the art form and never the hand clap. When that's clear, you could call it saran rap. Remember when you get in all this green, that it's gotta be sand traps. Derails don't only happen at Amtrak if you don't understand that. What am I, nigga? You special. Like, cleft lips, how I stay on the up and up with the verbiage that I let go. I would have to learn the business and all of that. So I think that was what pushed me into rap, you know. Um, creative writer through college, I met some guys who were poets that also rapped. So that was where that skill was being developed. You know, when I came back to Chicago, I wanted to be a rapper, but I was way more focused on surviving because I didn't have a job. I didn't have anywhere to stay. Um, and that's where the marketing job comes in. And, you know, if I don't get locked up, I think I keep splitting my time between the two and not really knowing what I want to do. Mm -hmm. um, but just riding this wave of like corporate success. And like, I was looking for an apartment and doing shit like that. Right. So, um, that's what disrupted that path and sent me down the other one. So, um, I would have preferred something else be the <laughs> yeah. uh, <laughs> catalyst. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, beginning of that, but you know, that's what happens. Here we are. And I think that's the real reason that I kind of spearheaded into rap for real, for real. I was like, well, I know I could do that. So let me, let me try this for real. That's brave, bro. That really is quite brave. I commend that, you know, in a, in a, in a kind of crossroads moment in life to take that route is it's not easy. And, and I want to touch on some stuff you've talked about in the past about how you have your job you do is hard, uh, but I'll, I'll, I'll talk about that in a bit. Yo, 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 just breaking up this episode to tell you all about the Crate 808 Patreon, a place where you can help support the show so we can make you more dope rap chat and to go out there and get some bonus episodes under your belt and also get involved with the live chats with the Crate 808 crew and guests. Go to crate808.com or go to patreon.com slash crate808. Sign up for as little as buying us lunch every month. You can get 
two bonus episodes, including hidden gem album reviews from the golden era of the 90s. And also you get our series focusing on MF Doom and Jay Dilla, and also the Wu-Tang Chronicles. Once a month, we drop an album review of every single Wu-Tang member. We're going to go through every solo album and then review it for you guys. And right now it's Ghostface. Go in there, get them Ghostface Killer Editions in your catalogue. So get involved, help us grow this show. And yes, big yourselves up. Enjoy the rest of the episode. Boom. I was just thinking there, like you're such a creative and um, I wondered if you could hone in on where those creative impulses come from for you. Do, could you like, I don't know, what do you think it is that's kind of made that up or did you just, were you always like that? Uh, when you say those creative impulses, what do you mean? So like your creative impulses to express yourself. You're, a lot of people oh. have their emotion that might be, you know, not so expressive and you might be more insular, but something you want to yeah. put into some people could say art, some people say, you know, uh, design, fashion. What is it that want you to want to express yourself that way? I think, I think uh, discovery, I think really is, is, is the word for me. I think um, at a young age, it's just discovery. Uh, and when you find that you have some talent with this new thing, you kind of stick with it for a little while. And I think that's what it was. I felt like a lot of the things that I picked up I could do it, you know. It was <laughs> when I was watching fucking Rocket Power when I was twelve years old. I had everything. I had a bike. I had skateboard. I had rollerblades. Mm. I I had it all, and I was doing that shit. I was hopping off fucking stairs. I was <laughs> I was doing all of that. Like I was skating down par- like parking structures, <laughs> which I know now is probably one of the craziest things we were doing. Going full speed down the three story parking structure, oh. hitting corners. <laughs> Cars might be coming, you know what I'm Holy saying? So like shit. That. I was yeah, all this, I was committing to all the shit I saw wherever I was seeing the shit. You feel me? Brink mm. was a Disney Channel movie where they were skating on rollerblades. Niggas didn't even rollerblade around me. I just saw that and was like, oh, I need rollerblades, you know. And I think the more that I branched out, you know, um, I, I saw Death Poetry Jam and I wanted to write a poem. Um, I saw my mother was still finishing college while we were young. And I saw people acting and I wanted to, to act. I saw people at a play and I wanted to act. Um, we got into plays. It was just, it was like, we wanted to do something and my mom created an avenue for us to do it. My sister wanted to play the piano. My mom thrifted a piano. Like it was just, if we wanted to do something, she found an avenue for us to do it. If we fucked with it, we stuck with it. And so there were a lot of things I picked up and put down and picked up and put down. And I think naturally, what is that impulse? And I think for me, it's just, discovery like i like uh treasure movies and games i like puzzles where there's a destination or a journey involved i like uh fantasy movies where there is you know somewhere to go somewhere to discover i think that's a big part of who i am as a person it's a big part of the way that i write um and develop flows and and try to create songs and do song structure as well i think that is the root of all of that for me um content wise life is a breath of inspiration so that's what what that what drives that but um even that life in itself and the breath of inspiration that it can be is a is a world of discovery and so i think that's what what drives the creative parts of me the most for sure 
that is just beautiful to hear as, as, as a dad of, of a six year old, when I see that gem of imagination and the word you discover discovery, like when you see that in him and you think, damn, that could go anywhere. Like that could go anywhere. If you were just to support it and nurture it and do it in the right way. <laughs> so to hear someone on the other end, like yourself, and you had it at such a young age, do, do you remember a time then when, because, I mean, uh, there may be a lot of people out there who want to express themselves, but to get to a point where that expression is kind of validated, you know, when like, someone looks at you and goes, no, bro, you're fucking good. You're actually quite good at this. Do you remember that there was a moment, was there ever a moment like that for you when you were in your rhyming more than anything, in your hip hop artistry, more than like drama or something else? Do you remember that moment where, it, was there ever one like that? There was a moment for me. And I think it was just the first time that I audibly said it out loud, but I knew it again. I, because I came up this way, I've came up with a certain amount of confidence about anything that I felt like I was actually good at, you know? Mm. Uh, and I felt like I was good at writing. It was, and, and I do that. I do say that I am a great rapper, but I think I'm a much better writer in all its forms. Like, um, I, you know, I'm magnum opus. I want to write a book, but it's, you know, I'm a writer. Um, and so I remember having, I'll never forget this, um, and he will always be a part of the story. This guy was one of my close friends, good friends. Um, his name's Izzy. Um, we were in school, we were in college, and I was doing this like rap competition or whatever. Uh, and we were talking outside of it, and I, he made some joke. And he he does that. He's a you know, he made some joke, and I turned to him and I was like, Izzy, you don't think if I put a hundred percent of my effort into rapping? that I could be just like those, those, those guys. Like, you don't like what? Like if I, what? Like I, and at that point I knew it. I just couldn't believe he said what he said. And I was just like, no, bro. Like the only problem here is that I'm not putting a hundred percent of my effort into it. Wow. I'm rapping in college into a, in a, in a fucking little competition or whatever. If I stopped doing everything else and started focusing on rap only, I knew I could be successful. I knew what I heard every day. <laughs> <laughs> Bro. Like what? I could do much better than that. Like for sure. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I, that's, that wasn't even, that wasn't even how great I thought I could be. That was how bad I thought rap was like, yeah. Well, on, the, on a, a mainstream level, I was just like, Oh, you're asking me, can I do better than that? Yeah, for sure. Without a doubt. <laughs> like, and so I think that was like 2010 mm. when I when I had that recognition. Um, it would still be another year before I took rap serious. But I said that like, what? I Of course I can. Damn. That kind of drive is kind of, it's, it's alien to me in that kind of, like, it's, it's not really my makeup. So to hear someone who's like, of course, I'm just full of anxiety, I suppose. I'd be like, holy shit, am I actually that good? If someone had said something like that, it may have knocked me. So to see the strength and fortitude, bro, like just to go for it. And man, it's all in the work. That's the thing. Well, it's only that I knew that I could, right? I didn't think when I when I got to the, that's still me in Alabama. When I got to the point where I was going to come back to Chicago, which was like 2011, to, end of 2011, 2012, mm. uh, I would come back in the fall of 2012. Um, I knew before I left, I was like, I gotta be better. Like I did, I was looking at everybody in Chicago, like oh, these, these, these smoking weed college raps aren't good enough. Like 
Mm. Like that's honestly, that's why those, I don't know if you know, but those projects aren't available. Uh, High Crunchy Cheese Curls for mm. what it's worth. Uh, is, is another one um, that's really like, it was like 17 songs on each one. I took them shits off the internet. Like, like, no, yeah. wow. I don't want, I don't want this to be people's introduction to me. It's not good enough. Like, mm. and so um, there's, there's a couple of those songs floating around on YouTube. Um, but for the most part, I just knew that that stuff wasn't good enough. And so it wasn't just this air of like, oh, I'm better than everybody. But there was just knowing that I could be mm. if I tried hard enough. Like, mm. But you know one skill there, you found there straight away, which clicked onto me, which is like self-editing and being able to like kill your babies. I know a lot of creatives who have found that quite hard to do, like especially if they put the body of work together, then to just completely pull it and be like, no, that's just not good enough. There's an angle, there's a there's a certain dimension of thinking there that uh, I don't know if, if I know a lot of people who are like that. So, Well, see, that was just me understanding that, okay, now I'm going to take it serious. Right. Those two previous projects were just me doing whatever I wanted to do. Of course, I'm going to put it up and whatever happens, happens. I don't, you know, I'm not taking it that serious. I'm in school. This is just some shit I'm doing. Right. Mm. And then when I go back to Chicago, school not finished, understanding that, okay, I'm about to dive into the scene of people who take this very seriously. I should also take it very seriously. Let me look at what I have here. Mm. Okay. This can't be the first thing that I present to people when I say who I am. And they go look for a reference. Like it was just understanding that, okay, I'm taking this serious. And I think there's a lot of people who can do that, right? I think there's yeah. shit that when you're in your comfort zone of expression, you'll do a lot of things, even in a sense of recording. Like, mm. you know what I'm saying? Like, you do, I mean, did you practice that intro in front of people until you got it down? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, even no. to that sense, it's just like, yeah, it's like how much of yourself are you going to show in which creative space, right? Mm -hmm. And what's prompting you to do so? It's usually comfort. And so, um, yeah, man, I think just understanding that as like, no, this isn't it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Not, this isn't my best foot forward. It isn't even like, oh, this is bad. It's just like, this wasn't an attempt at my best. Right. This was just me fucking around. Like, and I know that that's not my best foot forward. You feel me? Like, yeah. So, no, I'm yeah. glad that you've put it that way. I, I understand a lot clearer now as well. Since a shorty mama was meeting a dough. I've been breaking bread, grew up in the church, did the stained glass, fam, I've been breaking bad in the breeze on some windbreaker shit in these trees, like I got a hidden drag and the balance is evident, Avatar never out of my element, if I can, I'm Star Trekking it too, I mean, let's be for real, y'all can't glow with my Hugo, a clock light years with the hue blow, a nigga too far ahead, too slow coming off of the line, they talk drag, but it's a marathon, I thought he told you, I just keep mopping these flows. I mean, you've got quite a body of work, man, that's something to be proud of as well i suppose when you look back on it you think god that's a quite a good reflection of a, a, a man's like being right over all these years so i was looking at it yeah. and um I've, I've heard you talk a few times on a lot of these different projects and albums and mixtapes and stuff but one i want to talk to you about in specific today before we talk about patience um so the uh, like the circus ep that you did yeah. put out that hit me a time when I mean, the world was crazy in 2020. Like it was just on the cusp of going a bit wild anyway. But like, yeah. I just remember hearing different scales. And that now just personally is my favorite song, just because from your catalog, that hit me at the time when I'm going on my COVID walks, you know, I'm on my own. I don't know where life is going. And to hear yeah. 
the power of just beats, rhymes, and life, all those three things equally in a song like that, it just put me in a place where I was like, yeah, do you know what? Uh, everything sh- will be okay because I still have this kind of foundation I have as a kid that's still rewarding me. And there's newer artists who are still bringing stuff that really hits hard. Bodie brought us if it came down to the wagon, niggas couldn't hold me. They always talk to old you. The niggas never know me. I never owe nobody nothing but John. Who cutting onions these days? I'm all about cutting a line, cutting through the bullshit. My nigga, it's nothing to shine, it's nothing to stunt, it's nothing to rhyme. You elevating minds or you fucking the blind and Duck in the smoke, suck with the swine, but wanna be goats, you really just sheep. You wanna be woke, you really just sleep. Walked in front of me, man. What are these jokes? Rich in spirit, I won't hear it if you kinda be broke. Try to pass these hoes the joint, they didn't want any smoke. I wanna be blunt. When I spit out the truth, they want me to choke. They want me to front, ruffle feathers, and they'll want me to ghost. So I was just wondering, really. Circus EP, different scales, spiritually, mentally, where were you when this stuff was coming out? I was not happy. I was hating my situation. I didn't even want to do the Circus EP. The Circus EP was what we thought we should do to generate more attention for Elephant in the Room. Uh, the song, the lead single, what's it called? I was off the drugs. I was off the drinks. I was off the vibes. Got nothing to hide on with the squad. Don't make me throw it up. Cheek by my side. We want to fight. That shit is not. Don't look like this. If you live in carefree, then you probably don't look like us. Damn, nigga, let me cook right quick on the beach. Couple niggas was cool, and it's just about dust. Shotty never smoked kush like this. I'm fast, music playing, grinding on me. You know I had to push right back. Reflex, respect, no suspect. Shit came late. Goofy niggas missed the sunset. We ain't even give a fuck. Got the backwards though. Drop those niggas would have been upset. Only hit it two times. I know that the paper is more of a speech you can fuck with. That was supposed to be on Elephant in the Room. Right. Yeah, like literally, it was. It was made with the intention of being on Elephant in the Room. And we were like, uh, we got to take something off Elephant in the Room and put it on here to make this stronger. You feel me? Like, these are like label suggestions. You feel me? That's the type of shit your label will say. Like, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so there were some very frustrating things even about the, the inception of that project. Yeah, man, I, I was in a situation that I hated. I was around people that I didn't like, um, except for me and my manager. I didn't have control over my situation. Uh, it would be like that until after Elephant in the Room. Like, um, that's, it was, it was very much just like outside. The inside was just like outside, uh, at the time. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Inter- interesting. You say, just so you know, out here on the other side of that, the spectrum of like art, it's just like, uh, it just hit hard. I remember hearing that f- flaunt and uh, I can tell the difference between your just persona on these tracks compared to like the newer album. There is a definite difference there. And, Absolutely. And, <laughs> and you can, you can it's, it's, it's tangible. Do you know what I mean? But I was listening to flaunt uh, at the time and I was just thinking this weird category that, you know, things, it, it seems to be label led, corporate led ideas of categories in hip hop. As a kid growing up in the nineties, golden era, political rap, conscious rap, gangster rap, there wasn't, they weren't as calcified, bro. Like I think as hip hop's yeah. got bigger, they've got more calcified. And I remember a lot of my friends were like, oh yeah, the conscious rapper, like Mick Jenkins. I was like, eh, I don't, I don't think he is a conscious. Like he is, but he also plays music that is clearly not that to me. And, 
it's all wedded in. I was like, he's just talking about life in the way he talks about it. So that's how I yeah. saw your stuff. But it's just interesting when I then hear flaunt and it has the lyrics in there about like um, these industry having to flaunt stuff, stuff like that. Niggas want to see me stunt, huh? Niggas want to see me talk my shit, right? Niggas want to see me front. Niggas really want to see me flaunt my... I don't need flex like that on a regular spent 3k them right on my wrist them some on my plate me some nice dream now they telling me it's fake and I ain't even trying to brag and I was wondering for yourself it just made me think about I'm always intrigued when an artist had to find a balance between depth in their work and something like audience growth if you care about those two things or not how do you yourself balance those two sides to your art um at, in in order to get to the goals that you want to get to kind of thing if you know what i mean uh i don't really focus on trying to balance it except for when i'm trying to make records um and i say records i tell people all the time when i say i'm trying to make a record that's very different from saying i'm trying to make a song you feel me like i think um all song is that is that it all songs are records all records aren't songs yeah i would say that that's <laughs> all, songs are records. all records aren't songs yeah um i love that i feel like for me that's what you're trying to do as a, as the type of artist that I am. I want to the perfect, if I could do this 10 times, I, it's a Grammy winning album. It's a, it's an undeniable album. It's not even marked by the Grammy. I just mean I'd win the Grammy because it'd be so undeniable. Um, mm. If I could do it, if anybody does it 10 times, most albums that do this, that they've done it, that are like heralded have at least five, at least five of these. And it is, I think, when you find the perfect balance of the catchiness, the popularity, the the uh, current trendy undertones or aspects of the music, um, the message mm. that is the deeper layer that is there to be discovered or to not be discovered, um, uh, the beat is amazing, the, the production is amazing. Um, and I always love it if there's a little bit of rap, but it don't got to be rap, right? I mm. think that marriage of that's what you're looking for. I use, I talk about that and I talk about a song like uh, Kendrick, uh, Pull Up, Drink, Headshot, like on surface level, you think it's just a drinking song. You feel me? And I think when you really look at the lyrics, it addresses alcoholism. Like, <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> it's like but you could absolutely not ever look at the lyrics and never and completely enjoy the song how you want to or you could really look at the lyrics and be like damn it's, isn't it crazy how people party to this shit that's the nigga i used to be i used to be out there like hey you, hey this shit going crazy people going crazy i'm like hey you you, you hear what he's really saying <laughs> you, you know he's talking about alcoholism right like <laughs> isn't it crazy how people are like <laughs> used to be that dude right oh. and i think um, <laughs> that's what you want. I think I I tried to do that with uh things you could die for. I just want to love my girl. I just want to praise my guy. I just want to sell my loose cigarettes, nigga. I just want to do my job. Might want to go for a jog. Might want to sleep in my car. Might want to sleep in my bed. Make want to bear my arms. Make want the police dead. You know, obviously, you know, your 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 how big you are and the following you have you know, has a lot to do with how shit like that catches fire and or its own unique virality. But um I just remember Kirk Knight, I, I sent him the album and I came to his house and he uh he was dancing to that joint like 
kept playing it over and over five times. And I was like, and I'm just laughing at him. I'm like, yo, did you, have you heard the song yet? Like, <laughs> I'm listening to it right now, nigga, what you mean? Just going crazy. And I'm like, listen to what I'm saying, bro. And I had to, and I broke it down. And he just, just like stopped. I was like, damn, this shit is actually mad sad. I'm like, yeah, it's crazy, right? And I love doing that at the show. I think that's what, that's fun to me. That's what we're, that's, you know, I'm, 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 I'm mining, I'm mining. And so sometimes I find gold, sometimes I find diamonds, sometimes I find precious gemstones that aren't, you know, and I think those are the ones, like those, those are the ones you really, you stop. Everybody could take the day off when we find one of those. You feel me? Like yeah, that type like I think that's the marriage you want for an artist, for a conscious rapper, right? Yeah. Even when you have that tag, it's it's the negatives about that tag that you don't ever want to come through the music. Mm. You know what I'm saying? It's just like that's you could call me that, whatever. It gives people the wrong connotation because of the negatives. But the negatives of that can never come through the music. Mm. Or you are that. You feel me? And I don't think I just that's one thing I try not to do is be preachy and be, you know, that way. Um, but I think that message with the catchiness, that message with the trendiness, that message with the, you know, mm. that second layer that people don't have to pay attention to and the people that hear it all can receive it right away. I think those are the kind of songs. If I could do that 10 times, that'd be great. Right. Mm. That's just hard. To, right? it's 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 a hard this is what i'm talking about that that, yeah. that stuff you've just said there the evidence is in the work though bro like smoke break dances that i'm here exactly. putting the new album yeah. on yeah. got got a j kickback i was like yes this is my new rotation for smoking low key like the baseline got smoke and i keep rolling up yeah i keep rolling up Keep getting high, beats getting low, we getting by, I can't complain, I wouldn't know how to make you feel me, I know they can smell me though, I know they can see a motherfucker coming from a mile away, I ain't sending smoke signals, big smoke send signals, either wait on it, put an eighth in it, motherfucker got some weight on it, and some wax in it, don't play with it, all the way from concentrate with it, juice like fresh OJ is the tangy that I stay with, as soon as they hit it, I keep rolling up, we blow it down, we blow it down. As I've been listening to it, more and more, I'm like, whoa! This is heavy, bro. Like this is patterns of behavior, addiction. Like this is a smoking song, and it, and I loved that. And I loved as a listener, I loved that. And then what you just said there about not trying to be too pretty. Oh my gosh! What? I'm so sorry. No, I'm so sorry. I'm. I, I, everybody's calling me right now. Hold on. No, 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 no. It's all good. Nah, it's all I got it. I got it. I got it. So stop calling my phone. <laughs> I'm a huge basketball fan and a trade just went down. Oh, no. <laughs> Dam Damian Lillard just got traded. Like, oh, so Dame got traded to who? Fucking Milwaukee, bro. So where are you getting your instant reaction to this big Dame trade? Yeah. First, I, yeah. first words? They sent me the text and then three people called my phone. I'm just like, oh, nah, this is wild. <laughs> oh, shit. My timing's so bad. My timing's so bad. Oh, but, you're good. You're good. I was going to say. I'm uh, so sorry. I actually hung up the phone. Like, I didn't mean to hang up the phone. I was it, trying to hang up their their attempts to call <laughs> it's all good My man bad. but no what i was saying then smoke break dance that's definitely one of those kickback smoke holy shit you know it's got all these other themes what you said there about um try not to sound preachy and the negative connotations of conscious rapping in the bit of commas when i heard yeah. show and tell and it's just out there it's right there in your work where you're just like how do you drop gems 
but you have to stop yourself from looking like you're selling shit. Niggas think we racing Grand Theft Auto, five star chasing shit, wasted but time. Throwing tomatoes can't catch up, nigga. I came from behind, nigga. I made up my mind. Can't give a fuck about a list. Which end we burning it at? Loading up magazines like where the real journalists at? OP is quickly turning to trash. We flipping the page. Plenty sage, money age like grapes, nigga. We getting fermented bags. Tell them I stay on my grind like I had permanent fronts. Saying they kill multiple games. And that is, do you know what it is with art, right? Basic emotions are always there, but when you find them little wrinkles that you're highlighting with stuff like that, that's infinitely, I can draw on that in five, six, seven, eight years time because I'll still have that and in my head. And that's where I think Drake talks about that as well. And I think that's, you know, <laughs> that's, that's the shit. Like, I, I think that's what in, in, the, in the realm of like casting a wide net, you feel me? Like mm. not not sacrificing your sound or your artistry, but but how do I how do I stick with people? How do I affect people? How do I how do how do I make them carry me with them everywhere? You know what I'm saying? How do I make them put my words on the Instagram caption? How do I how do I do that? How do I deepen? what i'm doing how do i provide depth and i think that's a thing that's very easy for people to do that niggas just don't know and once they know they don't understand enough to put enough attention behind continuing to do it and it is that wow. I, that's why life is that people are people got to be fucked up people got to be inspired i think life is the inspiration because i'm looking for lines like that that mm -hmm. everybody understands too much talking and you sounding like you selling shit. Yeah. Everybody gets that. Yeah. Everybody's felt that. It yeah. doesn't matter what we're talking about. Everybody's reached a limit of somebody telling you and not showing you. And it's just like, it doesn't really matter what we're talking about anymore. Yeah. I gotta see it. Yeah. But I, I feel and that, so bro. As soon as you hear that line, whether you're a Mick Jenkins fan, whether you know the song, whether you, it's not about me anymore. It has now set your mind into motion about that line. Damn. Mm. You might even go back to when somebody was talking your fucking ear off and it meant nothing to you because they have not proved themselves yet. Like, it's, it's, it, these are the ways you do that. You, I'm looking for lines like that. You know, I mm. think, again, that's another, uh, that's why there's all kinds of things to find in this mind, right? Mm. We're mining and those are, those are the precious gemstones. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. That's not the diamond. That's not the you know gold. But it is. It, it's. It is. It has its own value in the big picture of what we're trying to do. And it's like lines like that are so important. Mm. Um, that is why they. Even for me, I can repeat them throughout projects. There are lines that I'll repeat throughout a project. It's across four or five different songs, um, and I found different ways to use the same thing again and again. And I think uh, all of that is that. Is that positive propaganda i'll be saying you know what i'm saying yeah. i think I, I think about that a lot it's like <laughs> i think i i come from a school of thought that believes the way to beat propaganda is with propaganda like you yeah. don't yeah you have to play you got to play the same game why because people are that impression mm. actually and everybody's in it everybody's in the game like, like uh, yeah, you're, you're already in it. You're in it. Yeah. You can't, you can't if somebody's using propaganda, you not gonna beat them because you're screaming on a mountain. Like mm. that's not they're in the streets. 
they're in the posters, <laughs> they're in the ads, they're in the you screaming on a mountain. Mm. It's not going to fight that very effectively. You know what I'm saying? Like mm. you got to be in the in the melodies. Yeah. At the bus stop. You got to be all the you, you got to be the same places. Mm. Like, and so I think um yeah. That's, that, that's how I see that. Gotta look him in his eyes if you really wanna know. These niggas shape shift. They make scenes. They like to act. This shit don't make sense. Play right. These motherfuckers is on stages. I'm on the 50. I got a Heisman trophy with me. Stiff arm in my dickies. Rubber boost. This shit get slippery. I'm in no Bottega. A noble savage. I don't want no betas in my circle. Omega Psi. I got a couple dogs that's purple. You never know who with me. She get thick on this side. Or the grope it inside. It's, it's interesting you're putting it that way as it's a game we're in it we're all playing there's like these systems of power shit like that um and it just brought me on to this year hip-hop 50 hip-hop at 50 at this everywhere if you're a hip-hop head you've probably seen it all over your tl or people have been talking about it. it's your content you've been watching or whatever uh there's that word again content and that's a little bug where I, I can't use that word too much it gets it's got a lot of connotations on its own um and i was thinking about hip-hop at 50 and i was thinking about what I have been perceived as, and I don't see myself as that because when a new rapper like Travis Scott drops an album, I'll listen to it. I just so happen to gravitate more towards what people call the underground. And I was thinking for you yeah. in this, in this, let's, I don't know if you're comfortable with the term underground or the classifications, how it affects your work, that kind of thing. We could talk about that, but to kick off, I was wondering for you in this year, that is supposed to be celebrating hip hop by all these mainstream outlets for you. How has our world, our for need of a better word, underground been covered in this kind of celebration? I don't know. <laughs> you don't know. Wow. <laughs> I think that's it right there. I don't know. Wow. Uh, I've seen a lot of the, I've seen a lot of the other shit I've seen. You know, I, I think you got to yeah. ask a lot of people how they feel. I think you can't just ask one person, mm. right? Who are people that we consider underground? Let's ask them all, like, how do they feel? Who, not just now, over time, there's great underground artists. You feel me? Like, yeah. And then there's artists that have broke through, like Currency. He's, mm. I don't think he's underground at all. I think people treat him like he is, though. You feel me? Like, I think mm. people reference him like he is. I think people speak on his career like he was. And it's just like, bro, no. <laughs> like, what? Yeah. Like, not at all. You feel me? Like, um, I think he's even like, acknowledged the lack of recognition in his own way probably not straight up i don't think but i've heard him say things to that effect i mean there's and the list goes on of people like that you feel me so i just i don't know shit like that gets weird i don't think of myself as underground mm. but i recognize the term i'll i'll reference myself that way depending on who i'm talking to depending on what i'm talking about it's not offensive to me mm. but i don't think i'm underground i'm, I'm just here you know, I like being here for 10 years and knowing that my best 10 years are in front of me and not behind me, despite what people think. You feel me? Um, yeah. I, I, niggas ain't here for 10 years. Niggas don't give people four albums. People don't give people five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten 10 albums like I'm about to do. I don't, you know, people don't do that. You don't, you people aren't around that long. People can't keep fans that long. People can't tour that long. People don't. So I try to find the value in that because I think thinking about underground and mainstream and, lists and mm. magazine coverage and why this person's on the cover and why I'm not and freshman li I, all that shit is just fuck with you mm. it, it don't stop you 
it don't make you either. You feel me? So it just it just fucks with you. Yeah. Whether you made it or whether you didn't, it just fucks with you. You know what I'm saying? It'll make you think you bigger than you are. It'll make you think you smaller than you are. It'll make you think you better than you are. It'll make you think you worse than you are. It, it just fucks with you. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> nice. So I try not to buy into that shit. Sometimes that shit attacks you. You know what I'm saying? But you got to tell yourself the right shit to get over it. But yeah, yeah man, I don't, I try not to feed into that at all. And so I think I apply the same thing to underground. And again, I just recognize that. I mean, I'm certainly not mainstream, am I? You know what I'm saying? So I guess I would qualify for underground, but mm. I don't really think of myself that way. You feel me? Um, mm. yeah y you talking like that about it is helping me so when I next approach your music it's again what you said it's kind of the underlying theme in your in your music I would say as well but it just refocuses my thinking of your work and I remember I listened to an uh, interview with you it must have been a few years ago now but it always stuck out to me where they were talking about your goals and you said your biggest goal is your salvation and that Yes. I remember hearing that at the time and it shifted my focus of your work. And I went in listening to your music from then on, trying to remember that as your main goal. And you listen differently, yeah. bro. You listen differently. It hits differently. It hits differently when you think like that. I was wondering if for your goals right now, like are those the same? Is there is there anything else that you may have changed around? Uh, yeah, my salvation is my biggest goal, but I would say number two is probably the securing um some uh stability for my family i'm married you feel me like we've been married for three years now uh it's like i'm in buy a house territory you feel me like yeah. the shit like that like uh mm. and i just want it to be a certain way like i want land i want to live off that land i want privacy i want like you know so i think i'm at a stage where i'm just like all right the foundational infrastructure of that and the business behind that and the business that will come from that needs uh work <laughs> no well <laughs> that's it yeah sure. uh uh and so that's where i'm at those that's those are my most present goals is like figuring that out i you know um there's a lot of good things going i think that's that's just it's a natural progression you know i think that only it's only been in the last five years that i really got my business together um, and even now I just, uh, left my mutually parted ways with my business manager and that's for, forced me to, uh, you know, assume more responsibility and more understanding of the ins and outs of what actually drives what we are doing over here. Um, mm -hmm. for me, it's been very, it's made very, a lot of sense to get to this point, um, I'm sure for other people, they're like, damn, just now, here, here just now. For <laughs> but everybody got their own path. That's why I had a business manager. You feel me? So, but I'm in a point where I'm where I'm there at, at a point with myself. And I'm probably going to hire another one. Mm. But this period of doing it myself and sending out payments and being on top of taxes and keeping receipts and having to mark shit a certain way so that when we do taxes later, we understand what these random two, three hundred, four hundred dollar withdrawals are and all of that kind of shit, like uh, on the business side of my life. I think that's where I'm at right now is just trying to secure a certain amount of stability. Um, Yeah, I can do that. This is the this is the vehicle to do that in. Right. But mm. that's that's my goal. Those are my those are my main focuses right now. It's all salvation is always going to be number one. And I think, uh, yeah, I think I don't see how family and that doesn't remain number two uh, forever. Yeah. But uh, yeah, music is third.
<laughs> yeah, they're all pretty close though. They're all yeah. there. No, I, I, I love to hear that. Um, but yeah, no, it's, it's it's a beautiful thing, and I look forward to tax advice in your next music whatever it is there's got to be some lyrics where i'm like i have nothing um, but question <laughs> i'm desperate need of it so yeah e- either way if, that, if that, that's coming i'm here for it um but yes let's move on to patience because um yeah. it's, it's it's been a minute to just hear you this this the vigor and the energy in this uh i was just a mm-hmm. pastor earlier and i was just thinking jesus christ the energy in this song it sounds like not to say you weren't alive but if you would say what's the sound of someone being alive on a song i was like listen to pastor man jesus christ and uh sitting ducks as well do you know what those th- actually did you ever battle as an mc as a, as a kid because no i love battle rap but no i think i have a lot of respect for what them dudes do and i think it's very different i even I, I use these two things as an example. I, my DJ has battle rap before, mm. came up battle rapping, even though he's not a battle rapper now. And I battle rapped him on the fly. Oh. And my shit was pretty fucking hard. Had the whole room dying. Snap. He destroyed me with like three lines. Oh, and it was just way, way funnier. It was way more creative. It was crazy. And then I heard... At the end of Ab Soul's album, I can't remember which. It's not his most recent, but I think it's the one before that. Mm. Him and Daylight were mm. battle rapping against right. each other. And Ab Soul went first, and Ab Soul was amazing. That shit was crazy. The layers, the metaphors, the way he played with the nigga name, it was, it was bananas. And then Daylight went, and it was just like, damn. This is another level. I retire, niggas. I'm the slow lead crew. I could OD two to even the odds some. He thought he could get a baby victory, but all he got was nah, son. <laughs> like, and I, it's not even, it's the same thing I told you before. It's not, it is not, a, oh, daylight's better than Absol per se, right? Mm. It's, this is a different discipline, <laughs> right? Yeah. You're using yeah. this instrument. It's, it's still fighting, right? But this is a different discipline. Like, and I've been doing this discipline much longer than you. Like, I know how to do this. I know how to approach it. I know what to do with somebody like you mm. who, who's very good at a different discipline. You know what I'm saying? And I think that's all it is. And I think you give Al the same amount of time as Daylight and there's no telling what you hear. But, right. you know, and you put him in, in Al arena and it's a completely different thing. You feel me? Like, and so... I really think that's what it is with that. Uh, I do enjoy it. I did battle somebody before on rap, on record. That was fun. Um, I do enjoy that shit. But no, no, I never battle rap. Okay. No, I, I just heard that sitting ducks. And it was just yeah. like, do you know what I'd love to hear? Is Mick, Mick Jenkins in a battle rap? I haven't really thought about that before, but it's just the way you were attacking some of them bars and the flows. Oh, intricate. Same thing. I think I would do very well, but I think... I need a lot of practice to be as good as I could be like mm. doing that shit. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Uh, but to, to then to talk about the, the actual album title and the, and the album theme as well, there's not really as much of a concept as some of your work, but I was listening to, um, yeah. I was watching a, there's a, a author called David Foster Wallace and he's speaking on this lecture. I was just listening, watching in the background and he's speaking on the speed of life. And, it, and I was wondering, yeah, I can't remember the last time my mind wasn't stimulated. It feels like it's always being stimulated by something or another. And he was talking about how in the last 20 years, I think he's talking about in the turn of the century, we've got everything at speed, which undoubtedly 
chips away and morphs our idea of patience because everything is coming at speed for us. So I was thinking for you, patience in your life, how has it affected your work and how did it get to the point where it became the title for this for this next chapter for you? Um, After the music was done, for sure. I didn't have a title for the music. I went through about three different concepts. But what I should call it, and which songs from the mm. pool of songs that we had options from to like to 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 uh to use for for whatever idea I was stuck on. Um I had a floor idea. <laughs> uh <laughs> I, I know that's limited in your understanding, but it was a concept around floors. Um <laughs> okay. some of the same songs, but there were different songs as well. Right. Um Interesting. and it was just um I think from this period that this music was made, there was a lot of different emotions. There were a lot of things happening. And I could have, from it and from the content, I could have called it and applied a few different concepts to it. Patience was the one that I felt was the strongest and the closest to what needs to be um, expressed and thought about and mulled upon. Um, even the idea that I'm calling it the patience versus what it sounds like. Mm. Um, I think it's something I want people to think about. Um, and it's something that I needed through the time that I was writing this music. Like I said, I was, this is a period of me, like a rebirth for me. This is a period of me exiting something that was not working in my best favor, mm. did not have my best interest at the heart of our partnership. Right. And it was a lot of lessons that I had to learn with that experience. And so once being free of that, I just know exactly what I want to do now. I know exactly how to do it. I know what to look out for. Um, and I'm in, I am invigorated, right? I've, I say this to people a lot. It's just like, well, if I've been telling people what I have that I'm being held back, right? Once you're not being held back, you should look like you're not being held back. You shouldn't be producing at the same level because you told us you were being held back. Yes. So more of the same isn't really accurate. <laughs> no, you're right. Absolutely. Nail on the head. So for me, I think there's an output from me that people can expect on every level, you know, content wise, energy wise, lyric wise. I, I wasn't having fun over there. I don't, As soon as I realized I was in a situation that wasn't in my best interest, why the fuck would I make it juicier for you? Mm. Yeah. Right. Why would I? Why would I? Why would I do my best? You're fucking me over. Yeah. Why would I do my best if I knew that? If I believe something else, cool. Even if you don't believe it, right? Even mm. if you don't think, hey, hey, everything I'm doing, you did. Okay, cool. All right, that's your perspective. Fine. We don't have to argue about it. I believe I'm being fucked over. Mm. There's nothing else that I'm going to do to contribute to make this sweeter for you. Like, mm. now I'm only going to do what I have to do. Yeah. And so, you know, imagine a player. Like, I, I keep, I keep saying this. I'd be like, Imagine a player like averaging 20, but he knows he can do more, but he fucking hates the people that he's playing with. And it's, you know what I'm saying? So like, Why would he? And then he goes to another team. I was like, I, I was like, and then I, and then I say this, I love this analogy. I was like, and then I, he goes to another team and he averages 30, right? Like, and everybody's like, oh man, you're so amazing. And it's just like, well, this isn't my best. This is just me playing free and give me some time. Like, yeah. this is me being free of, my constraints, like, mm. you know, give me some time. Like, now I can show you, what I, like, give me some reps in with the shit I should have been, that, like, like for example, some of the things that I got, like, as support for the album, 
The people I'm working with now are like, oh, yeah, that's like standard. And I was just like, oh, wow. Like, wow. Shit like this was never thought to be done, uttered, heard about. Da, 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 and, and they're just like, oh, yeah, well, that's not really. Uh, I mean, we love that you love it or whatever, you know, but that's like we were going to do that regardless. You know what I'm saying? And it's just like that type of experience of difference of, you know, investment in your art mm. from from the people you're in partnership with. Um, you know, I think that's, that's the difference. Uh, that's the comfort. That's the, that's what you're looking for. That's what, yeah, I forgot the original question. I've been rambling. I've been been loving your rambling. I'll be honest. I've gone on that journey with you, bro. It's like, it's pretty astounding that you're, you're still learning these things that holy shit, that's not normal. And you've been in it for so long, but this is what it is. Like you said, it's patience and there's a, Oh, that's what I was talking about. Yeah, Yeah. please. Yeah. And that patience, there's a difference from patience to waiting. And I think you've talked on this before, but I was wondering if you could break that down for my listeners now, which is like, well, yeah. So throughout that process, you know, I, and that's what I I looked back on the music and was just like, okay, well, what was I dealing with while I was making all of this? And it's just like all of these different things. What was I learning? What lessons was I learning? What, what space was I in? These are the questions that I'm asking myself and I'm just like, okay, well, you knew that this shit was some bullshit and you tried to get out of the deal without finishing it, but you had to, you had to finish it. Once, even though you had to finish it, you started talking to other sources of income, investors, labels, find another situation. Cause you knew once you got out of this one, whichever one you were in, you were only going to be in it if they allowed you to do exactly what you wanted to do. So might as well get a jump on that, right? Well, you thought you were getting a jump because as soon as you got out of the deal, you still got to wait. Nothing really materialized from all those conversations that you had that you thought you were getting a jump on. So now you're still looking. So now you're not in a position to really do anything, even though you have all this knowledge and you learned all these lessons. You don't got no money. You don't got no budgets. Not for $10,000 videos and $15,000 features and locking up studios for three months at a time. Like, no, nah, you don't got money for that right now. Like, uh, <laughs> mm. so it's just more waiting. As I ran into all these different walls. All right. You got 50, 60 songs recorded anyway. Right. Project. You could, you could, you could break down four or five different albums from this. Like still no, nothing materialized. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm. You got some people that you got on the call, the people that I ended up working with, BMG's on the line, but it still takes another nine months to figure out a deal that works for both parties. Like, yeah. just all these different walls. This is like, okay, now you got so many songs, it doesn't make sense to keep making more songs. First of all, you already know what the album is because you chose it. But if you keep making more music, you just make it harder to choose what you, so you got to just kind of stop making music and focus on some other aspect of what you're trying to do. But you don't got no money for another other aspect. You can't make the content you can't hire the photographer. You can't hire the videographer. You can't hire the merch guy. You can't hire every. I started doing shit with the merch guy. We got to a point where he's like, "All right, yeah, so let's go put this into production." I'm like, "Well, I don't got the budget for that yet, but we will get started as soon as I do." You feel me? Like mm. you start creating. It's just like at every level, it was like it's not time for you to do these things yet. Like, mm. It's not time. You gotta wait. Right. And even now, like even even this period in my career, something that I've had to wait for. I think people always get surprised. And I'm like, the patient is my first time doing exactly what I wanted to do from top to bottom, start to finish. It's my first time. Mm. 
niggas are like, what? Like, yeah, absolutely. It's my first time. It's not even a stretch. It's my first time. That's crazy. That's crazy from a listener's point of view, because to see the concepts you've worked with, it feels like, you know, you've been working on that level. But man, this goes back to what you said, bro. And that's the quote I remember you saying that your job is hard. You said that in this work is to do difficult. There's never an easy route to it. And that good people get hurt the most, which always stuck out to me in something I listened to from you. And I was wondering if that stance has changed for you actually after all this. I don't know if it has really, or if you're kind of still the same. Not at all. We, I have a tattoo on my leg that is my manager's company because I believe in the idea not even like oh I love the company it's my manager it's like noble savages it's like Mm. that's what you gotta be out here bro like you can't just be a good like no like no that's not gonna be I, I feel like anything with heavy politics it is what it is like that's politics. Like I don't even I don't even understand how people believe in politics so much. With with like like it's just like it's again it's obviously a game. Like mm. like a good politician is not going to last long. A good hearted nigga that never did no wrong, that never looked the other way, that never ignored, that never they're they're not they're not going to last long. Like mm. that is not an effective way to get far. <laughs> yeah. Like, like you can <laughs> yeah. like you, people have you feel me like like that's just not an effective way no one's like no one at the top is like yeah that's the best way to do it mm-hmm. stay strong brother like no like no like what the, like, the black panthers had to strap up to give motherfuckers supplies that they didn't have yeah yeah it's ludicrous it's crazy to deliver groceries to help people for real, actually, to not rob anybody, not to be Robin Hood, mm. to do shit the right way. Yeah, they had to strap up and and defend themselves because they were helping people legally. Saying it in those words, bro. This is not a game for good. Like, ah, oh, just be good. Like, no, nah. Mm. Just make sure you you fucking over the wrong the 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 the, the, the snakes. Get mm. them. Get over on them. Mm. Like use them, let them use you. Make sure you can agree on both sides of it. That's how you play this game if you're gonna play this game. Otherwise, I do like don't play the game and mm. just speak to your fans. Like, yeah, I just speak to my fans. Like, you I just speak to my fans. When I play the game, I play the game. But I spend much more time doing exact. As I said, it's my first time doing exactly what I want to do. I even. I had a person close to me. I won't say who it is just because I know this interview coming out and they're going to be embarrassed if I say who it is, but I really don't care because this is just an honest moment for it. I was like, motherfuckers is like, yo, this shit's going crazy. I think you should strike while it's hot. You feel me? I think you should bust this move, move A or move B. And I was just like, man, those are moves that we have always done. Those are moves that people do. Mm. That may work or that may not work because that's playing the game. I've been playing the game for 10 years. And this moment where I'm actually free from having to do that, I'm not going to keep doing I'm going to keep doing exactly what the fuck I want to do. This is my first time doing it. And look at the reception. I'm going to just keep going with that. 
there's no reason why I would go back to playing the game. You mm-hmm. feel me? Now, you know, having Freddie Gibbs and all these features, you know what I'm saying? It's like, obviously, I want to do things to bet. I ain't never had features like that before my career. You feel me on any of my albums, you know? Mm. Um, I ain't never had this influx of content that I've had um, surrounding the album to build out this world. I think the kinds of things that I want to do that I, that one could consider are playing the game, I want there to still be my artistic expression and the furthering of the thought and the idea of patience, mm. you know what I'm saying, however we can. And I think that's what you get with guest features and the content and everything that we do to try to, like I said, I call it world building, to try to build out that world. Mm. Um, I think that's, that provides context into, into where I want this music to sit and how I want it to feel and what I, and the images I want you to accompany with it. Um, I think all of that is just the intentionality behind that. But uh, Mm. here we are again at another, a rant, that is, was an answer at first. And now. <laughs> <laughs> I love these journeys, bro. I'm, I'm, I could be here for hours. This is great. Now, it's because, you know, I'm getting a little bit, just a little idea into, into your thinking when you're making this incredible music for us. Um, but this is what you're saying there about like this content you have. I wish was going to talk quickly. I don't know if anyone's noted this to you, but the album, you fit so much into so little time. Like, this album is a breeze, man. And I was like, shit, like, I, I, it feels like I've gone through a lot. But then I looked at it, and they're like two minutes and a bit, three minute songs. And I just thought this point where you can, your craft is at a level where I am so poised to see where you go next because the craft is at that level, bro. That's what people don't understand. Like, I feel like I, I keep saying this. I'm going to say this probably in every interview because you know, I don't think people understand. And it's like, you won't understand until you hear it. So I get it, but just mm. know it's on the way. But like, I'm like, whatever you thought about everything that came before the patience, it's like, that wasn't me trying my hardest. I, like it wasn't, it just wasn't. Like mm. I wasn't even trying my hardest. Like I'm trying my hardest now. And, and, and that's to say, like, again, that goes back to my idea. It's like, I just did it for the first time exactly how I wanted to. Like, let me get some reps in. Like, these are two minute songs, bro. Like, <laughs> yeah. I, I I thought about it. I was like, how do I say this best? I'm like, imagine if Kobe's a 40 point game or just somebody saw you do something and they thought that was your best and you can do so much more. Like, that's what I'm trying to express. It's just like, imagine thinking that, you know, whatever Kobe's highest scoring game was before he scored 81. Mm. imagine thinking that was the best he could do. Yeah. Like, it's just like, bro, I have much more. It's like, yeah, 81. I got an 81 point game. Then he went fucking two months scoring 50, averaging 50. It had like 12 games in a row where he had 50 or some stupid ass. Like, just imagine like capping off. And that's what I I think that's for the people that support me. Obviously, there's a lot of people who don't know who I am, but I've I've gone through. I took like the whole first two weeks when the album came out and was just looking at comments and shit. And it's just like the idea that it's appalling that the old shit wasn't my best shit to the people who've heard that and responded to that. And the idea that this is my best shit or this is the best shit since the waters. It's just like, bro, Mm. I can do so much more. And it's just exciting to show that to people. 
you know, I'm in a position where I can show that to people as quickly or as slowly and as freely as I want to. And so I am. I think that's what people can expect is just a lot more music, like Mm. much more rapidly. And that's not to rush anything or like not focus on things, but I'm excited to do that. Like, I'm excited to do that. I'm excited to be in a position where I can like where I feel that doing my best works for everybody Mm. involved with what we got going on over here and not feeling like um, doing my best will be getting taken advantage of. I think uh, there's a freedom that people don't really understand in that and what that allows you to do. Mm. So. I, I look forward to hearing that freedom in the next, whatever you do, bro, it could, you know, the book or yeah. whatever it is you do do. I look forward to that. But um, I know I've taken quite a bit of your time. I didn't even get to go into the songs that I love, but I just wanted to, just in case I never ever talk to you again, Roy G. Biv, the stuff that you're saying on that song and also Guapanese, all these things. You can be in limelight too. All you got to do is exaggerate. Smoking on something chartreuse. I guess a nigga tend to oversaturate with this hue. See blue faces and jaded eyes and olive branches and blatant lies. You could get this too. Color theory. What brush stroke did you get stuck in? What kind of palette you mixed up in? What perspective did your shit up in? You know, earlier you said about, I want someone out there to have that in their heads as like uh, something that they pull on. And it's that what brush stroke you get stuck in, what kind of palette you messed up in. In a time when I've been coming up thinking about where I'm going to go, where I've been, where my father's been, where my son's going to go, that has really hit me of six cycles in life. Like, brushstrokes, palettes, and that way of visualizing what life is, like, you know, your heritage and where you where you pass on your knowledge. Um, th- that's just one. That's just one little gem in an yeah. in a, in a, in a album f- packed full of them. So people, if you haven't heard the album, please go out there, listen to The Patience. And uh, yeah, man, I, I, I'm sorry we didn't get to dive in more into some of those songs, but... Um, no, right. I appreciate stuff like this. Like you said, I think we got to dive into me, though. You know what I'm saying? Like just where, where how I operate, how I think, and 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 just raw expression in that way, stream of consciousness type shit. So I think it's still good. Bro, yeah, I appreciate you, bro, as an artist. So whatever it is that comes out, you know, we're here for it. And uh, doors are open, man. I've loved this conversation. I think it'd be amazing just to hear these thoughts more from you. Like your, your way of thinking is really interesting. It'd be interesting to. I'm not saying start a podcast, but I'm saying it's just, <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> but, but wherever it, it lands for you. Yeah. We we're all here intrigued to hear it. So uh, yeah, man, thank you so much. Hey, before we go, I've got to ask you before the last question I ask every guest before they leave. Um, yeah. What is the last great piece of music you heard? Could be old, could be new, just the last great piece of music you heard. Man, I am, I, I was just DMing him. And he got a long response to me that I didn't get to see before this call. Mm. Uh, it is Sid Sriram. I think that's how you say his name. He's S-I-D-S-R-I-R-A-M. 
right amazing album he just put out i'm stuck on these two songs called should have been there and blue spaces amazing he's an amazing voice amazing writer super dope not uh, unconventional shit but very very cool wow okay never heard i'm looking forward to diving into that absolutely I, i just found out about him today honestly yeah I love it when it happens. Do you know what? There's a certain feeling yeah. that I love to bottle, which is you've just heard someone and it's kind of when I heard the waters. It's like, oh, what? Yeah, this is exactly what I needed. So yeah, no, beautiful, man. Uh, much love to you. Much love to the family. Thank you again for all the music. And uh, yeah, man, if you ever want to jump back on again, we're always here, bro. Absolutely. Appreciate it. Uh-huh. Peace, peace. Thanks.